Hello, and welcome to another episode of Now That's What I Call Podcast. I'm Paul. And I'm Will. And we are continuing the story of MF Dune, a.k.a. Daniel Dumil, a.k.a. maybe Daniel Dumoulet, based on how he says it in one of these albums. Yeah, he does say his name in these records. So Also, we need to establish it, something today going forward about one of the albums uh, and how we say it before we get into it. But uh, I mean, we're not there yet, but I need to, I need to know your thoughts. Okay. Now, I feel pretty clear about both of the albums we listened to today. Interesting, because I think you say one of them very differently than the way that I, that I would say it. Okay. <laughs> With the album titles or like the characters? The, the album titles. Okay. We listen to the same albums, right? Yeah. How do you say Operation? No, I'm just kidding. That's not it. <laughs> but yes. Operation Doomsday. And? Take me to your leader. Oh, yeah. I meant the artist name then. I was wrong. <laughs> King Ghidorah. Yes, Ghidorah. Because uh, I feel... I, I feel I, are, you, are, you a, like, are you a Ghidorah or a Ghidorah? I'm a... Well, you were saying it last episode as Ghidra. And he sometimes says it yeah, as Yeah, that's Ghidra. probably neither. And then probably... I, say, I like think it is Ghidorah. Ghidorah. I don't know. It's just like... It's kind of all over In... the place. Which maybe is like part of like if it needs to rhyme with a different thing then he can just it can be Ghidra or it can be Ghidorah I don't know but uh, it was like like last episode I was like which one is it I don't even know in in none of the in one of the songs he has two audio clips next right next to yes. each other yeah one of which says Ghidorah and one of which says Ghidorah neither which is a Ghidra which I is know. my kind of so I was like, we need to establish this at some point before we talk about this record because three different pronunciations is going to throw me for a, a whack. I think I will go kind of the pretentious route of trying to replicate the, the original Kidora. Japanese and say Ghidorah. <laughs> yeah, I like the original one. There's some good... Uh, and anyway, that's jumping ahead. Sorry to, sorry to anyway, jump the gun. <laughs> how, how are you doing, Will? Oh, I'm, I'm doing pretty well. Been been listening to a bunch of music stuff. Um, uh, you know, a variety of different things. My recent obsession has been this reissues from this Japanese label that's called Vanity Records. Um, okay. There was like a indie like cassette slash LP, just like an independent Japanese label. And I think it started in like 1978-ish or and went to like 1980 or so. And it was like a mix of kind of like just weird underground Japanese stuff. Um, some like post-punky kind of like sharp angular things that I'm not that into. But then some actually like kind of cool... Um, like more a minimal synth wave, and then I think I think you and I were talking about this on the podcast. I don't remember, but um, the uh, French composer Jean Michel Jarre. I was saying that I was like really yeah. Like, you, you were throwing like out a, a lot of French names. French names, yeah. And he was like a progressive electronic, kind of like Tangerine Dream. And I found this one record from just like Japan in 1978 that's just like surprisingly this cool like Tangerine Dream like sequencers and synthesizers and sort of like new age but like slash not i don't know I'll, I'll throw a sample in uh, of it hopefully if i can find it Thank you. 
in yeah in- well, I, was, I was throwing samples in so we decided to start throwing samples in the kind of recommendations mm-hmm. section and so i threw in that eon and Sanaka sample and i was like oh no oh no you know, I I I, 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 I just finished finding my like you know clip of a Pusha T song to put in, and then it's <laughs> yeah, I I, uh, I like uh, it's, I like it's, difficult it's something music, you know, it's something very different. So is that is that is that your what you've been listening to? Yeah, that's my uh, I think my my uh, if you have any interest in sort of indie alternative uh, like underground stuff from the seventies uh, and eighties, like really lo- not it's not even lo-fi, it's just like low distribution. Uh, Japanese cassette culture. Uh, check out Vanity Records. They only released like I think maybe ten or twelve like things overall. Um, but they have some cool reissues and you, they're kind of and what's up? Do you collect any physical cassettes? Uh, I do, but I this is not so like most of. I think I've mentioned this before, but most of when I am listening to these like obscure synth wave things from the eighties. A lot of it is from this uh, label called Vinyl on Demand, which basically like takes those. It's this guy in Germany. It's like a, this one dude who does this whole label, and he's really that's it's wild because it's like really high quality stuff. But basically, he's like an obsessive collector of like cassettes and like tape and you know stuff from the seventies and eighties. And then he like digitizes it um, and has like you know mastering engineers go through and do it, and then he presses it on like nice high quality vinyl. Um, so that's where like I'm hearing most of that stuff. There are cassette releases of this stuff from like 1980, but like it's like hundreds of dollars for each of the cassettes because they were like small run Japanese. <laughs> you know, like I'm never gonna own those, and I, I don't really care that much. I don't mind for about reissues, but um, it also made me think about that Tangerine Dream sound that Klaus Schulze, I, th- I think is how his name is pronounced, um, passed away. I don't know if you have you ever listened to Tangerine Dream. Yeah, yeah, he was one of the um earlier i think members of tangerine dream and he went on to do his own solo stuff including a um a soundtrack for an imagined dune movie in like 1984 or something like that it wasn't the um david lynch one but it was like what he would want dune to sound like and he just passed was away like, was it the lost like uh who's the guy was it was the lost Yodorowsky's no. <laughs> dune yeah no, it wasn't, no, even it wasn't that. that um the pink floyd was going to do the soundtrack for that uh according to i mean you know it was a, that's all bullshit, but like Hodorowski. There, there's know. a lot of myth making around. There's a lot of myth making <laughs> about what it would have been, but if it had been, it would have been the you know a 20 hour movie with a soundtrack by Pink Floyd and all whatever bullshit. That is. Yeah. But either way, um, Klaus it's, it's easy to say whatever. Stuff. It's easy to say whatever. Say whatever when you don't make it. It doesn't yeah. make sense. Yeah. I I genuinely think this is a tangent, but like I feel like half of that movie is him being like proud of the fact that like he made it so ridiculous that studios could. Re- it's like it's like martyring yeah. yourself in this sense of like. Yeah, I made this amazing thing, and no studio could ever do it. It's like, yeah, because it's like was like unmakeable. It's like that is, I guess, kind of interesting, but like I don't know. It's, it's uh, anyway, Tangerine Dream. Uh, you know, this week pour one out for Klaus Schulze, if that's how you say his name, uh, and listen to a Tangerine Dream record. I recommend uh, Rubicon and uh, Phaedra if you if you're interested in progressive electronic stuff. Tangerine Dream is 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 one of the greats of all time, and he passed away. Uh, he was one of the sort of founding members of what became, you know. EDM, techno, electronic, progressive music. So, yeah, that's been my uh, my spin this 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 week. Very off the wall electro stuff. What have you been listening to? Fun. Well, you know, I I I uh, I went down into your nemesis. I went out into the light of the sun and saw Gross. a lot of live music Nasty. over the weekend <laughs> outside. Um, yeah, and you're a real like mosh pit boy too. Like, you're not not only are you a live music person, but you like to like touch other people and you know like. 
do. I do. I was not moshing at any point this weekend, um, but I was touching a lot of people. <laughs> well, okay, that sounds worse. And they're gross. And they're gross, sweaty bodies. Um, the Shaky Knees Music Festival is going on in Atlanta, and I'm leaving Atlanta, so it was a nice farewell to the city I've really enjoyed living in. Um, it was. It was. It's very interesting. It's definitely like a mid-size music festival um yeah i I had not heard about it until you had messaged me but then the lineup i was like oh this is like not drinky dinky like it actually is a like it's not rinky dinky but it's also not like coachella lollapalooza bonnaroo like kind of like one of the big ones um and it's also not like there's no djs here which i feel like a lot of like modern festival culture is about like edm and seeing djs and stuff which is david Guetta not my bag like steve aoki and all that. yeah yeah, yeah. Not, not my fucking bag um, have you seen the david Guetta drop with uh this one's for uh who's the, um oh jesus christ floyd the uh the guy who the star sparked oh, the george oh i i have yeah. something on that i have something on that uh on that check in a little bit but i've not seen exactly that oh. like let's drop He's it like for this george one's floyd. for uh for George Floyd, and then it's just like a MLK drop behind him. It's like I have a, I have a, I have a dream, and then he's just like, bom, 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 bom. and I'm like, dude, what is going on here? Insane. That is fucking insane. Anyway, um, sorry, to, sorry to interrupt, but it just really tickles my pickle when I when I hear David get so, solving racism by with the sweet drop. <laughs> Um, I, I actually something very similar happened, and I have extremely <laughs> similar thoughts about it. Um, but so on the music side, uh, obviously my favorite—I uh, mean, not obviously—my favorite music there. Got to see Godspeed Back Emperor. You know yeah, how much so I love cool. them. Um, they were the sun had gone down, which was good because I was extremely worried. Yeah, I remember they you were like an eight thirty like, slot. So like they're fine. playing like, it like. 6 p.m. and it's going to be like kind of light. No, I was wrong. They were in like an 8:30 slot, so it That's was good. fine. But I was like, I cannot imagine seeing Cosmetic Black Emperor in broad ass daylight. Like one, just because they have like the analog film projections that are feel like a very big part of their show. I mean, the biggest was bummer that is, is that, that it's an. Yeah, they had yeah, the cool. cool like fucking projection running behind it. Um, the biggest problem, of course, is that it's an hour set, and an hour set with Cosmetic Black Emperor, you legitimately get three songs. Yeah. And yeah. so you have to like the three songs you get. But um, even though the song selection was a little disappointing, they did um, they did one off of Luciferian and then they did the main theme off of uh, God's Peace. So like the two mm, Godspeed yeah. albums that I'm less excited about, but like the energy and how loud it is and being there like it's I, I was not disappointed in the least. And like, that's awesome. That is the more, the less drony, more guitar forward part of their catalog. So it mm-hmm. probably is best for trying to fit a lot of rock into an hour. Um, yeah, they that would be a so weird yeah. show if they went up and did like 40 minutes of like F sharp, A sharp at a festival. Yeah. Like uh, they, after- they pulled a fast one because they, they started the drone from F sharp, A sharp, but then, you know, they never started the kind of like do do. They never started the um, mm. cars on fire thing. But then they did do. So that was like the first. I think like the first half hour was kind of a split between one of the main guitar themes from God's P and one of the main guitar themes from um, the uh, anthem for no state me theme off of uh, Luciferian Towers. But then the whole back half was Blaze Bailey Finnegan the third, and. Uh, you know, it's very funny to be in the audience, and instead of singing lyrics, you are just, like, grabbing the shoulder of the guy next to you, and being like, I went up and told the judge. 
I slapped down my twenty dollars and I said, You can't sell me. And like I did, I texted you in all caps like I was like raging over lyrics. Like <laughs> the United States government is one government that nobody could trust. Um, but it was amazing. Like it was it was loud, it was awesome. I was jumping around, I was having a great fucking time. Uh Japanese breakfast, she killed it. She was really happy to be there. Um she's Paprika's um not Paprika, sorry, Paprika's the first song. Jubilee's been a big success for her, and so she was like, Oh, this is like the first, like, you know, big nighttime festival slot I've ever had. Oh, nice. Um, and so she was having a great time. She looked great. Great fucking dress. And uh, played, honestly, uh, not... In, I think she played basically every song off of Jubilee. Not, like, in order. Like, sometimes, like, a band will just do, like, an album straight through. Mm-hmm. And that's not exactly what she did. Um but yeah, she she sounded really great. She was having a really good time. Guided by voices, someone you had you're familiar. I was not super familiar with them. That guy was very old. That yeah, guy, Robert had, Pollard, the uh, the lead singer. He's he like when he started making music the, in the 30s. He was or in the 90s. He was like 30 something. He must be like yeah. The 30s would be the the 30s would be even more wild. Yeah, that would be wild. Um, he had the biggest like drunk. Got drunk old guy at the bar who yeah. really wants to start yeah. a conversation yeah. with you energy um not in like a predatory or creepy way but like in a just like i'm just trying to get like a fucking like yingling from the bar and this guy's like i'm gonna tell you about life such a boy <laughs> yeah that's been he, his energy like, for like 30 years and he's like he gets up and is like hey everybody we're up here on the stage I think like I'm trying to quote this verbatim the best I can remember it. <laughs> we're up here on the stage, but we're all born onto the same stage, the human stage. And I'm like, that's not even a thing. That's not even like a thing. What are you talking about? And he was doing a lot of fun, like little Mick Jagger kicks and stuff. Yeah, like, I was about to say I associate of, him with a lot of like pseudo splits and like air kicks. Yeah, <laughs> like as much as his aged body can like uh handle at yep, his age yep. but a lot of trying to do like a little like shimmies and kicks and stuff but i mean the music was good i enjoyed it i've never really listened to guided by voices before that's very funny um churches was a fun show they were having trouble with her levels but i think she's really great um and Krongbin fucking killed it. I don't know if I've gotten how successfully I've gotten you into Krongbin yet, but they are like oh, they're you will, really re- you will not get me into them. <laughs> but I appreciate that you like them. Okay, well, like, they're really. I mean, they're fucking built for for like a live like hour and thirty minute jam session. Um, they did like a twenty minute medley of just like hip hop samples between the three piece bands. So I don't know if I have. So Krongbin's a three piece band bassist guitarist and drummer and they do kind of like uh weird asian like lounge jazz and style jams and mm. obviously it's not will's cup of tea but it's <laughs> it's something i really enjoy um and the the bassist and the guitarist have the exact same hair yeah uh, i do I love think their I hair they do like synchronized yeah. like little shimmy dance like every little... now and again which i think is very funny and it's, it's 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 a very attractive woman with hair that makes sense for her and then a man and then a whose hair makes no hair. sense for him with the exact same i mean hair. i think like to be clear who i don't honestly care, I don't... who honestly looks like he's wearing a wig to match the hair of the bay of i don't care the for their music i find it like pretty pretty boring and disposable but i think they are cool like i've like i've watched interviews with them and yeah. seen them play like live shows and they seem like very 
chill. They're from Texas, right? Yeah, it is. They seem like very really, like chill, kind of cool. weird, cool dudes. Especially the, the guitarist is a very chill, weird dude who will just yeah. like talk. Who has like an amazing ability to just like talk about the like guitar culture from a lot of different countries in a way that is like really interesting to like i would like take a college course from him on like how to groom your hair (laughs) on on hair care skills um (laughs) yeah and like um he and the drummer met at a uh, church in uh austin in houston texas that i met you they were like in the church band which is kind of funny for like their vibe right now um but yeah, musically they were great. But then, like you know, kind of like the power of live music. There are a couple of bands who, like, I wouldn't really listen to them in my rotation. But like the raw sexual energy of the performers, like, turned it into a really good time. Um, the uh, Gang of Youths is an Australian band who are kind of like a poppier arcade fire by way of like Future Islands or like Frank Turner, kind of like an Australian. Um, incredibly cringy lyrics um one uh one one chorus circled around a pun on milan kundera's the incredible lightness of being called the incredible triteness of being and i wanted to shoot myself because (laughs) that is the stupidest thing i've ever heard in my entire life but like if he came down and was like listen I wrote my PhD dissertation on uh, Kundera and his work. And I'd be like, okay, you can get away with that. But I think like he just heard that once and uh, it, it, it was very crazy, but like he had very hot dad energy, very like engaged uh, husband Gomez Adams, like will still make you breakfast and eat your pussy after 30 years of marriage energy. And I really enjoyed that. Wow. You, that's uh, a so- lot to get from just a stage performance. Yeah, but, you know, Gangues was fun, and similarly, The Regrets, they're kind of like a pun, fun, like, pop-punk girl band from Los Angeles, and she had the energy of, like, a bi person who is, like, a submissive with women, but a dom with men, and uh, that right. was a lot of fun. You, so, you yeah. really gather a lot from a stage. For show. You know, yeah, it's, it's live music is fun. Well, you should check it out sometime. No. Sorry. My uncontroversial opinion that uh, it is not as fun to listen to music live. I would. I need. I need to do. We need to do a poll on this. I'm curious. Uh, so yeah. So uh, shaky knees. A lot of good music. Um, didn't really like pick up anyone new who like I'd never heard of, and will now like. Mm. Like there are people I didn't know who like I had fun at the performance, but no one where I'm really like, oh, I've never really like listened to these guys, and now I'm gonna like go through their catalog kind of thing. But yeah, a lot of fun music. Nice. Well, that was that was a longer intro than usual, but um, <laughs> well, but we uh, got exciting stuff to talk about. Yeah, um, talk about a man with an extremely villainous energy, Mister MF Doom, <laughs> who uh, is infamous uh, for giving terrible live performances and possibly oh really uh, I didn't know that unethical unethical live performances. We'll get to that. Um, so. When last we talked, so last time we talked about Mr. Hood and Black Bastards, the two records recorded in like 91 and 93 from KMD, which is mostly MF Doom, uh, back then Zev Love X and his brother Subrock, and how tragically before the uh, before Black Bastards could be released, 
uh, Subrock was hit by a car in Manhattan and passed away. Um, I've been digging into it, and so you have a period from like 93, 94 to 97 where um, there's really no public appearances by Dumil. And in his myth-making, he talks about being homeless and, like, sleeping on benches. But the more you dig into it, the more that seems, like, just part of the story and that he was actually uh, living just kind of a normal uh, oh, okay. New York life. Um, I found an interview he gave to The New Yorker, which was an interesting, uh, I think, place for him to chat. But I think he's exactly the kind of, like, you know, thing The New Yorker uh, could be interested. But... He um he he says of his time that he was basically just, you know, living life of a civilian. He already had a son at that point. Um oh, okay. and so he he said, you know, Dumiel vanished from the national scene and began living a civilian in New York City. He had a child, and I was just doing regular stuff, just raising my son. And so that is up to 1997 when he starts making public ex- appearances in new york um there's cafes doing open night mites and he will open appear at mites. them i love that open mic <laughs> nights he will make appearances and he is not in the mask at this point but he will oh, put like okay. a sock over his head so he is already like doing some identity concealing uh but he doesn't have the full mf doom mask but by the time we get to 1999, he releases a self-produced, self-recorded, like real, as far as I can tell, bedroom production mm-hmm. album, Operation Doomsday, as MF Doom, and the original album cover has the full um, Doctor Doom getup. Now, you're a comics guy. Uh, is Fantastic Four, like, I... Dr. Doom, I, I, I haven't read as many comics as you, but in modern comics, some of my favorite storylines are, like, the weird, like, Dr. Doom becomes, like, the god of everything <laughs> storylines. You know, I, I, I don't know. I really like ones. Dr. Doom. Yeah. I know he's been, the, he was um, the focus of the, um, a lot of, like, the Secret Wars stuff. That, the Secret um, Wars, Battle Pick World stuff. Doing. I read yeah. some of that stuff, and I've, I've always liked him as a villain. Do you have any feelings towards Dr. Doom? Uh, no, I mean, I think I, I like the pieces I've seen him in. I haven't like, I haven't, I've only read like specific chunks of fantastic four. I haven't read all of the, like, like the, the silver age, like Jack Kirby, like this is what everybody loves. Fantastic four. Um, I've only read pieces of that. Um, but I have read some of the newer, like Hickman stuff on fantastic four. And I like, yeah, like the relationship between, I don't know, Reed and Dr. Doom is always a cool one of like two kind of similar minds, but, like love ways about going about being, you know, scientific and what I, I, I like him for what I know, but I, I wouldn't say I'm an expert on him by any means. So. And so again, in this New Yorker article, Demille says that the mass came out of necessity. I wanted to get on stage and orate without people thinking about the normal things people think about. Like, girls being like, oh, he's sexy, or oh, I don't want him, he's ugly, and then other dudes sizing you up. A visual always brings a first impression, but if there's going to be a first impression, I might as well use it to control the story, so why not do something like throw a mask on? So, 
he almost like telling like a story of like self-consciousness, especially after like all the loss he suffered before and talking about like, I don't want people to interact with my face when they are listening to my music. I want them to interact with like this persona I'm throwing out. Yeah. And that makes and, sense. Like I, I really connect with that. Cause I feel like a lot of my, like when you kind of switch from like the sixties to the seventies with like art rock and post-punk and stuff, like a lot of that stuff is doesn't have the artists on it anymore. You know, like, like, when you look back at the Beatles or the Rolling Stones or whatever, like most of those album covers like just have the person on it. And I think that's probably right. true also for like a lot of earlier rap stuff in like the eighties and whatever, like like it's like a lot of it is like the picture of the person on the front and because you want to know who it is on the cover. And I think like once you get kind of past this that stage into like, you know, the whatever, like the stereotypical one would be like Joy Division where it's just like the unknown pleasures cover and you're like what the fuck is this like you know i, I really like that idea yeah. of like <laughs> of like taking away the idea that there's like a person there making it which is then funny in an ironic way because then like doom later then becomes such an iconic image just just of his face in the mask so he's right, kind of exactly like in the mask created that like thing <laughs> that he was trying to avoid originally which is interesting I mean, he's he's put something in between it and a lot of operation doomsday is kind of about how he feels like he has this villain origin story of emerging from loss. Mm. And I think we'll talk later. I don't have like fully formed thought, but like being villainized through his loss is, is definitely something that's, that's coming out. But it, it is interesting that he, he does not, his persona is not, you know, um, a hero story of overcoming loss he feels like he has had or i don't know if he feels like he has had but he wants to put forward this persona of i've i've had this tragedy and instead of me overcoming it and like all these great things i am now which i feel like is very like well-trod musical territory he's like no mm -hmm. like this is my villain origin story and with that let's talk about 1999's operation doomsday so like i said as far as i can tell this is real produced in his bedroom, recorded. He is the producer. He is the main rapper on all the songs. There is a small kind of colony of New York rappers who appear on it. A lot of them kind of adopting more like comic booky names as guest yeah. features, which I feel like is really interesting. Well, what does the MF but, stand for? Because there was another MF Grimm. Is that just motherfucker? Or is, is there, is there something I think else? it's motherfucking. Okay. Yeah. That, that is, that's my understanding. Because like there was another guy that was like um, MF Grimm on it. And I was like, is, there, is this like, yeah. does it mean something that I don't know? <laughs> I don't know what it, what it was. I, I think the MF stands for uh, what you think it stands for. Okay. Um, but overall thoughts, how, how did this album hit you? Um, it's, I mean, it's an interesting change from Black Bastards and Mr. Hood, like from the KMD stuff, for sure. It's like way more of like, it is, it is different on the level of what thing. Um, yeah. Well, no, what were you going to say? It, it is different on the level of like late bloody Valentine to early bloody <laughs> Valentine. Like it is, it is, it is very different. Yeah, and I have to say, I was a little bit worried going into this episode when I had just listened to this album, because I was like, I don't know that I'm going to have a lot to say about it, because, like, that's, and that's kind of my feeling coming out of this record, is that, like, I respect what it's doing, but I think a lot of it sounds very samey to me, and, like, to me, the production is what I was listening to, and I think, like, the production is, like, not that interesting to me. Like, I think there are things that are cool 
here and there, and there's like one or two songs that I really enjoyed where it gets like a little wonky or whatever. But like overall, it really feels to me like it is a step in a new direction and a new style, but it is not a formed version of that style. I, like it wasn't my, I was surprised at how rough it felt to me, or at least underdeveloped maybe not like rough. Cause it's not like, yeah. you know, it's not like it's I mean, thrown it, off it, it is, it is, shot, but. it is lo-fi. And yeah. so there is roughness. I mean, I, I, I think that this album starts off extremely strong. I feel like the first two tracks are, really are like my favorite two tracks on the album i think they're really confident with a really cool idea and not really like anything else that's coming out at this time this full foreign persona and then the rest of the album kind of drags for me after those two songs where i don't feel like he comes up with enough new ideas in the rest of the album that like yeah that's I mean, interesting because I also was looking at the like play titles on Spotify and Spotify spins a similar story to what you're saying with like Doomsday and Rhymes Like Dimes both having above 50 million, in Doomsday's case, 90 million streams. And then the rest of the album, none of it breaks 10 million streams. So like that is obviously yeah. something that, uh, but but like I kind of had the opposite feeling. I don't think those tracks are very good. I think, I think those See, tracks that, I, like, I was, I was, I, I know you're a hot take guy. So like I thought like, I thought that might be, is it? You don't think you don't think the rapping is that good? The production is no. Very I think the production, like if we listen to them, like um, or if you listen yeah, to a let, lot of this album, let, let, okay, yeah, let's 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 listen to it and then we can talk about it. I guess. So yeah, let, let let's just throw to Doomsday real quick. Sure. Obviously, he sounds very different from what he sounds like as Zev Love X. He does. Can you play a little bit of? Can you play a little bit of Rhymes with Dimes? Um, yeah, sure. Let, we, I want to yeah, see if the that. thing that I am thinking about the production holds true for both of these songs, and then okay. I'll explain a little bit of what it is. Struck. I sell rhymes like dimes. The one who mostly keep cash, but tell about the broke times. Joker rhymes like the is you just happy to see me trick? Classical slapstick rappers need chapstick. A lot of them sound like they ain't a talent show, so I give them something to remember like the Alamo. Tally ho, high joker like space game. Came back from five years lane, stayed the same, saying electromagnetic fuel will block all logic. Spock and G-Shock, a biological clock. When I hit it, slid it to the shit, I thought I killed a goose. A power use was pure brittle water filter juice. Keep a pen like a fiend, keep a pipe with him. Gentleman who lent a pen to a friend, write with him. Never seen a... Okay, you, uh, the, the first one's kind of like a soulful, jazzy, like, Vocal sample and I don't know. Rhymes like dimes is kind of like I don't know, so bubbly synth going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think um, so. Rhymes like dimes is a little bit more um, is a little more ambitious than I remember. But like, so a lot of what this record, maybe I'm just maybe I was not uh, listening to it correctly or whatever. But like, I felt like so much no of it was just built around like two chord vamps. Like so, like when you listen to like Doomsday or Rhymes with Dimes, it'll be like yeah. boom. 
boom, boom, boom. And like, and the whole production is just like that. It's just like two piano chords that like, then there's kind of like turntable scratches and stuff on top of it. But like, I found that to be like a really not exciting formula. And there's like a couple other songs later in it that I um, enjoyed a lot more that had like way weirder samples. Um, but like, I don't know. Those two songs we just played, like, I feel like the, I just feel like it's not very compelling to me. I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm articulating it wrong, but like the samples just, or like the, the production itself just seems like built around such simplistic like shifts that I, it doesn't really like capture me that much. I don't know. I feel like he's, I feel like he's got two main like types of production on this album where he's either building it around a vocal sample or he's not. And I feel like in the songs, like Doomsday is a song where he's building it around a vocal sample. And so while he's rapping, that vocal sample is not playing. Mm -hmm. And I think when that vocal sample is not playing, you're right that the instrumentation left over is pretty simplistic. Does that sound, does that sound like what you're trying to get at? Yeah, but, but I mean, there's other like, so for example, the songs that I really enjoyed, like I really like Tick Tick and Red and Gold okay. um, a little further later. And like those to me, like, foreshadow a little bit more um i think they're like track seven and eight i think um they've right. to me like foreshadow a little bit more of the sort of like richer um production that's going on that's not just sort of like based on like kind of two jazz piano chords um which is just not my it's not my favorite thing right well we'll we'll get down there later but just to talk real quick about how the vocals are different i mean when he was part of KMD. It sounded very much kind of like late 80s, nerd, early 90s vocal delivery. But here he has a very like it's raspier. It's deeper. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's grimier. Like it, it, it sounds on the face of it just like less proficient delivery. But it's certainly. Uh, and kind of like. On his earlier albums, he also showed that, like, he could really spit, he could go really fast, he could change a lot of that. A lot of those kind of, like, signifiers of, of, of rapping talents are, are gone from this album. And it, it's a really interesting choice, but I think something that really helps kind of forefront the rhymes. And... Rhymes like dimes, he starts to get a little breathless. That's not like the tempo he usually delivers things in. And you can tell that like the breath control isn't fantastic. He's going very quickly. Some of it goes by you, but he usually sticks to a pre and like, we'll have the speeding up and slow it up songs later, but that's what, yeah. That's, well, that's the one that I love. Yeah, yeah. When it gets warm. That's the one that you love, but usually it's a pretty laid back delivery. And that's something that will continue for most of his career. And I don't know. I I think it 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 hits really powerfully. I love Doomsday. So, but let's go to the middle of the album. So the the two songs you like. We'll, let's hear a little bit of Tick Tick real quick, and then we'll go into a little bit of a uh, red red and gold. Every attack we switch like the Wu Tang symbol. Still kill Jack even though quick and nimble. Plain and simple. Pick niggas off while they balling and die old like Stalin. Yes, death. I hear you calling. I accept. Collect. Human sacrifice must pay respect. We catch wreck, nigga. We catch wreck. And we're gonna, gonna 
Slow it up, speed it up, slow it up, speed it up. Metal fingers, feet, beats, grim reaper, eat it up. Speed it up, slow it up, speed it up, slow it up. Brain sick, tick, 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 MF, blow it up. Boom! MF, grim, MF, doom. So that was a little bit of tick tick. Now let's go to a bit of a red and gold. And I knew it was the last day. Wig twisting season. Where some could get their wig twisted back within reason. Mostly whiskey crimes of treason. And you'll be lucky if there's no squeezing. Even this evening. From how it's feeling. Grilling choice of flow is sick. He's the villain with the million dollar voice throat trick. He's like a ventriloquist. With his fist in the speaker's back. Couldn't think of no unique attract, no sneak attack It don't really matter how big them is So much as the nipple Cause you can have a chick with D triple Except the nipple, little This hot off the griddle Like how he do monkey rhymes Like monkey in the middle by his damn self Ain't no average MC ahead of me Getting cheddar instead of the poppy better pedigree With nicknames, sick games as Rick James Messy games Side floss such as Jesse James Glass I figure Ass hawking ass kitty liquor Last one to walk up in Fast talking city slicker Got bad cause of the dirty chick I, I think Red and Gold is probably my favorite uh, sample on the album i think that's oh, yeah. a really cool Interesting. production yeah I, um, I like like little like so, sitar flourishes and the weird kind of like I, yeah. I don't know, like both both of those songs to me like have a richness to them like and i tick tick samples um the end of the beatles glass onion is that like that weird like strings thing um right and it has that like that speed it up slow it up speed it up slow it, and then the, like so you like that i was kind of i was oh, wondering yeah. how you were going to feel about that oh no, i really like, kinda, like to the, me the, the things that like... i enjoy the most are when it gets kind of like the wooziest and like the most off yeah. <laughs> off track like and i think both tick tick and red and gold to me like sound a little bit like that where it's kind of like richer samples slightly like off like not as much just kind of hanging in the pocket rapping as it is kind of like weird and off kilter and like for me that that was what was exciting about this album for me personally i mean i don't know it's different for you know like a lot of people who love doom and love like the the more sort of jazzy in the pocket stuff um but that was definitely my highlights was that kind of middle section Cool. Well, I'm going to go towards the end a little bit and hit Gas Draws, which is another song I liked a lot, and then we'll hit a bit of the epilogue. Cool. Sending spirits through the ceiling, chrome peeling, dome blown, within the comforts of your own home, grown, big, wheeling, and high rolling. I hold it light, keep the style on my eyes swollen, holding, and folding a pal, known as massive versatile. I like to pick them up, monster out. that one is exactly what you were just saying that yeah. your favorite songs aren't where that is a very simple sample that is kind of I mean, but for me that's kind of like that's classic new york just like a very simple oh, yeah, yeah. sample yeah. in the pocket um it, it's fun to see doom something do something that's that straightforward and then uh epilogue and how did you manage to stop him simple i rearranged the circuit once he threw the switch my ability to attack is faster than the cobra and the war i 
Very funny version of something I think he will do a little bit better later in his career, but it's the, it's this, and this is where he starts the album too. This kind of skits where it's Saturday morning cartoon like Fantastic Four, like it, I guess like public domain Fantastic Fantastic Four. Yeah, I think it was uh, like a, I looked that up. It's like a '60s like I think it was like the time when they were doing like '60s Spider-Man and stuff like that. There was a '60s Fantastic yeah. Four, and there's samples through that like strewn throughout this album. And that's what he starts the album on as well. And that's something that whenever he's rapping as MF Doom, those 60s Fantastic Four cartoons will be part of the interesting. But you kind of have this guy just kind of like making weird observations over it, mm-hmm. um, which I don't know. Did, did you find that charming or did you find that uh, um, forgettable? I found that it wore or... a little thin for me. I was surprised because like, like I had said about Mr. Hood that I felt like having that kind of narration sample thing like sort of grounded me through the album but i felt like the number of skits on operation doomsday and the kind of the the reliance on like chopped up cartoon dialogue like for me after the first like one of those i was kind of like okay i'm i'm good on this (laughs) i didn't need like the next like four of them i think we'll both agree that the maybe the best example he ever does of it is on the next album yeah um, but I'm, I'm excited to talk about that. <laughs> yeah. I thought, I thought it was interesting on, on the one hand, it was almost like this guy rapping over it. His observations is kind of some of like the earnestness that was in Mr. Hood and the kind of like, Hey, let's talk about what's going on in the world in a kind of on your sleeve kind of way mm-hmm. that you don't really see on this album. I mean, it's, I think that the the mask is also like a layer of irony. Like if Doom's talking about anything, it's his own personal experience. It doesn't seem like he's interested anymore. Like he was mostly on Mr. Hood, but some in Black Bastards and talking about like the black experience in America. That's not really something he seems to be interested in. Yeah, there's in a couple. I don't remember which album. song it was, but there's like some real specific lines about his brother, like sub rock and dying. And there's like a plan yeah. like how it is. And we were like the best duo ever growing up and like I still have pictures of you and like you passed away but like I'm conquering the world kind of thing so like it like it feels very much like working through that you know personal aspect of it way more so than than anything that KMD was was doing yeah it's it's clearly it's a very personal album and like I said it's it's his reemergence it's you know Kanye West kind of has on college dropout he talks about getting in the car accident and then reemerging 50 Cent got shot. You know, a lot of a lot of music and a lot of hip-hop has this re-emerging from tragedy. It's pretty raw. And so, I mean, the the chorus on Doomsday, the first song... So yeah, the, the chorus on Doomsday... On Doomsday, ever since the womb, till I'm back where my brother went, that's what my tomb will say. Right, of gov- right above my government, Doomalay, either unmarked or engraved, hey, who's to say? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, well, my brother is gone um and i i'm kind of in this liminal space of like i'm doing this until i go back where he went and there's a lot on the album about losing him 
and yeah, I, I don't know. I, I have a lot of affection for this album. Like I said, for me, it kind of shoots its shot at the very beginning with Doomsday and Rhymes Like Dimes, where you just, you get this MF Doom thing where he just beats you over the head with rhymes in a way I find, um, I don't know, almost like, like, trance-inducing. Um, yeah, it is very vibey trance like, I, I definitely understand that. You know, just one of my, you know, one of my favorite lines from, from Doomsday is like me, Clang, crime don't pay, listen, youth, is like me holding up the line at the kissing booth. I took her back to the truck. She was uncouth, spitting all out the sunroof through her missing tooth. And there's something about his delivery that's just like, I don't know. It's it, it's a real vibe, and I'm, I'm it, it's part of what I think is so great about him. So, overall, you you thought this was an interesting album, but not super blown away by it, or yeah, this one feels like a stepping stone to me. To to, and like I was saying when I had just listened to this, I was like, oh man, what am I going to say Ooh. about this? Because I'm not sure if that is. But like going like poking a little bit further into his discography, I was like, oh okay, this is where it goes. Um, so for right. me, it's like not this. One, yeah, it's like a, I would say like a six ish out of 10 for me, like okay. maybe a 6.5. They're like things that I enjoyed, sort of like tracks that stand out to me as being a little more odd and, and rich in their samples. But then a lot of just kind of like the really, um, like, I, and I think it's one of those things that it's like, <gasps> I don't have the, um, level of like, uh, super love or fondness for the kind of like, the rhyme scheme and the breath control and stuff that, that you right. have. So I think like a lot of it being very like simplistic two chord kind of like bedroom, you know, produced jazz rap is like, doesn't stroke my fire as much as, it, as right. you know, some other stuff does. Yeah. And it's from, from even though it, he, he very clearly like chooses a style and chooses delivery on this album vocally and even if sometimes it isn't as impressive as what it was doing as Devil of X, I think it really goes in with the production and in with the storytelling to really set a scene. And it, it lets his rhyme schemes, which is what he will become legendary for. There's, there's a satisfaction from just like hearing all the sound for me, at least it's the satisfaction of like, at first you're just hearing the rhymes. You're just hearing them as syllables. And then you start to parse them and there's just like a, there's just like a, my God, he did it. He got away with it. When you like, when you start to parse them and you realize that <laughs> what like, a madman. No, seriously. I mean, and that's what he wants, right? Like the madman, he did it. But like, <laughs> when you realize that like story checks out when like you parse the lyrics or you go read them and you're like, oh no, like this is a sentence that makes sense and it's got references and it's saying something, but he did really pull it off with this kind of barrage of internal rhymes, which is you know, some, some, it was what being good at rhyming meant in the eighties and nineties was being able to pack as many internal rhymes in the sentence and not just kind of do the, the ending on the rhyme. And that's something he's just incredible at. Um, so I think my, my favorite track was, uh, just doomsday. I love it. It starts out, you know, rhymes like dimes. I really like, uh gas draws i really like as well um i like hey 
as well. I think that was a fun one. I didn't really like the posse one, the who do you think I am? Um, that was a chorus I found kind of, I just didn't really enjoy and I yeah. wanted to hear more doom. So what were your favorite and least favorite tracks? Um, I mean, the only, like the only ones I would pick as being favorites were, like I said, uh, tick, tick and red and gold. Um, yeah. And then I, I did also like, Hey, um, but the rest of it kind of blurred a little bit for me. So I, I, I don't know if I would be able to, um, pick out red and, red and like gold least favorite for yeah. me. Red and gold is, is great production. All right, let's take a quick break and then we'll go to take me to your leader. And we're back. And for, I apologize for the suspense. I would probably put it in like a seven, seven and a half. Like it's an album I like, but I also like you very much see it as a transitional album. It has a lot of seeds of what the very best stuff on his uh, discography will turn into. And maybe spoiler alert, maybe speaking of some of the very best <laughs> stuff on his discography, we hopped to 2003. So by 2003, um, Doom and his wife and now I believe two children had relocated down to Atlanta, Georgia. And while this is still self-produced, so Doomsday was basically self-released on his own label as well as self-produced. What was Here the, the label was called Fondalum Records, which is Fondalum Records, <laughs> which is insane. Um, here is through Big Dada Records, um, which is a British label. Uh, MF Doom, London born. Um, Never actually got American citizenship. Did you know? Yeah, this? I I remember there being some stuff about like I, I remember this happening when he was still alive. Was there was like stuff? You know, about, Doom like, spent most of the he last get back decade in the country of his or life. something weird. Or yeah, he spent the majority of the past decade of his life back in London, uh, separated from his wife and children because he never got U.S. citizenship. He got yeah. a British passport. He went to tour in London, and then they just never fucking let him back in the country. Yeah, I, I remember that like um, being a story, you know, among the internet music things, like when it was happening, whatever, however yeah. long it was, that was, ten years ago or more. Yeah, it was it was a long time, and uh, it's kind of wild. It is. And wild. He, I mean, he vast majority of his life and just um, never got naturalized. So released through Big Data in two thousand three as. Not as MF Doom, but as but as King Ghidra. King Ghidorah. <laughs> he I, I know, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with the spelling because he, he the way he spells it, King Ghidorah. Yeah. King Ghidorah he releases in 2003, Take Me to Your Leader, which I had never really given this album, I think, the appreciation it deserved. I had never but, heard it before at uh, all. Like, I had at least, I was at least aware of what, like, I had seen the cover of Operation Doomsday or, like, right. Mad Villainy or, like, like they're sort of in rap pop culture. But this was, like, I didn't even know that this was a sub, you know, name, pseudonym that he released stuff under. I, I was zero, zero awareness of this. Hey, can we talk about cover art real quick? I mean, so Operation Doomsday is kind of like cartoony MF Doom. You know, Doctor Doom mask. Mm. got on the cover. I love the album art for "Take Me to Your Take Leader. Me to Your Leader." I, I liked it a lot. I think too, it yeah. is very cool. It's kind of like paper craft three headed dragon with these little cut out uh, tanks and I, arm, I think it is. army planes it's, and stuff. 
Yeah. I think it is extremely striking. I think it is a very cool album cover. It is a cool I think and, like the the text up at the top is a little is a little grimy and small. Like, yeah. like I feel like it's yeah, like not the best. Like, like it's an iconic it, like to me the image is recognizable and I'm like, oh this is like sick, but like I don't love the <laughs> the actual words. But the that the, the image of that kind of papercraft dragon, I think oh, is yeah. it's really cool. It's very, very cool. And let's just hop on the first track. Let's hop on phasers real quick. Follow the light. The light is your guide. I'm controller of planet X. Three, three. And I've invited you here to discuss something that's very important. King Ghidorah, take me to your leader. Quick to claim that he not no snake like me neither. They need to take a breather. He been rhyming longer than Sigmund the sea creature. Been on Saturday feature. Pleased to meet ya And came to wake you up Out the deep sleeper Like he needed to stop Before he caught the knee drop Even give you more Sick, sick than ZZ top More full bears Thou shall not more corner Future like one more steps In y'all's corners So poor rich Front if you wanna He is a lot more polished it's Right really off good. the bat <laughs> I, I just, It's really I mean, good like, There's, a, there's oh, no there, There's a couple seconds Of Saturday morning cartoon, and these are not fancy. So, of course, when he's MF Doom, he's got the the '60s Fantastic Four. We'll hear some cartoon snippets. Um, well, and just based off, so King Godzilla Kira is part of the Godzilla like kaiju yes, verse. Like, of, there's so many '50s and six, you know, '60s yeah. Godzilla kind of like movies that are that are. There's so much ripe dialogue to be taken, especially from yes. the English dubs of those. I mean, there's so much yes. good shit. We're gonna hear a lot of good, and I think. I think the snippets of TV dialogue are they're more sparingly sprinkled. Yes, they are except deployed for the so much song. more. Uh, are, I think yeah, exactly I, on this. Yeah. When when this kind of dreamy like synthy strings in the background come on and they say King Ghidorah at the same time, like I wow, it's kind of like a way yeah, to Yeah, I don't know. I just like the productions to me is so much more like you know, at the very beginning, that bass comes like the boom, 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 yep. boom. And then, like, the kind of synthy, yeah, like, streamy kind of stuff. And I think, like, it's possible to say that, like, it's more of a, like, a looping sample. But I think there's so much more richness within that looping sample that, like, I really... Uh, and I also, I don't know if this is true or not because, my, again, my understanding or my ability with... um rapping it as like a lyrical form but like it feels more propulsive to me it doesn't feel like it's sitting in the pocket yeah. as much as it is kind of like kind of flowing over to the next bit and keeping it going which i really i find a little bit more his, compelling his 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 breath control is a lot better and of course like breath control is just like when you are rapping how good are you at catching your breath in a not obvious way and going through your yeah, lines yeah. in a and way to the next where you're thing. not obviously out of breath and in I mean operation especially rhymes and dimes you can tell he's getting kind of out of breath by just kind of how fast he's going yeah um for phasers he's he's found the flow in the delivery that he will basically have for the rest of his career of like da 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 yeah you're right it does have that. But like that particular cadence like just fucking works for me I don't know and it works for him and that is that is you know it's it's sound memory of like anytime you hear a rapper deliver in the da 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 and it's the pause where it always ends like it's like two full bars and then a half bar and then a pause so da 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 
So yeah, I mean, obviously, in terms of richer production, he's doing a lot more on this. So good. I and thought he's it was come the, um, along. It sounded like the Twin Peaks theme to me at first, and I googled <laughs> it, um, and some other people were saying that it was, and then I, it's, it's not. It's like from I think it's like right from Requiem eight twenty something. It's like a I think it's like a soul sample, but like, man, that idea yeah, just yeah. so lush and like there's so much going on there. And then I I love when I don't know to me like there's something very cool about the times when the when it'll drop out and the lyrics will be by themselves like it's all about me it's all about you but like yeah. that's kind of out of time it's like it's the same kind of thing i got with like tiktok uh, or tick tick where it's like it kind of sets you up in this pocket but then like the instrumental drops or it changes speed in a way that like throws you out and it gets a little wonky and like i really find that super compelling it's really well i mean it's and you know on the rapping side, it's the 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 track listings for these albums are really funny because it only lists them as different uh, Godzilla villains, and so it's like featuring uh, for this one, it's featuring Gigan or Biolanti or Jet Jaguar or Rodan, um, all of which are like Godzilla villains, and in some for some of these is. Like Trunks, even like someone's appearing as like a Dragon Ball Z character. Um, for most also, of them, is like 
that he unclear himself I, is very funny to me. That yes. like he'll have like it's yeah. a different thing featuring featuring MF Doom, featuring MF Doom produced by Metal Fingers, which is also him. Yes. but but then <laughs> produced mixed by, by Metal King Fingers, Gira, which yeah. is also him. <laughs> also so there's him. like he's like credited in three different ways on this album, which I fucking love. I think that's so funny. I fuck, I fucking love featuring MF Doom, but like I mean like the. It is a very different project from who he is at in MF Doom, and I was yeah. kind of interested to like dig down and like what what is the um King Ghidra is like a lot like more straightforward, I think. Like this is a much like a lot of the the messing around, I would say. I don't know if the right way to put it on, on Doomsday um is not really here. He's he I think which is like he's relying a lot less on vocal samples in the production and doing a lot more with the drums and a lot more with the yeah. instrumental with, samples. Yeah, and a lot of like cuts and like it kind of feels like um like what's that cut and screwed or whatever. Like there's like times where yeah, it kind of chopped. like will Chop. yeah chopped yeah it'll, it'll, it'll like kind yeah. of cut out or or have like I think like fast lane has some cool bits. Of, I mean, so much of this album has a lot of cool production, interesting stuff. And t- talking about cool production, interesting stuff. Let's go to Monster Zero. Which kind of blew me away as like, oh, this is this is the good version of this. Um, <laughs> this this is a five minute chopped and screwed instrumental Saturday morning cartoon track, and we're just gonna listen to a bit of it. We're standing out here selling trees. Yes, that's what they are. Trees. Where'd you find this? I told you, I've been looking around. Where? I was going to show it to you. As a matter of fact, I've been testing it. I just found out it was pure a little bit ago. I underrated you, mister. I do call myself an expert, but I'm sorry to tell you, I've never seen King Ghidorah. Not even on Lagos Island. On Lagos? I'm very sorry, young man, but I can't waste time talking to you anymore. The people want to know, and they want to know now. I just think this is a really cool version of, like I said, what he was trying to do on Doomsday. And my favorite of kind of the cartoon tracks is very long. And again, it, it kind of like gets me into a fugue states. And the drums are really cool. It's got the same kind of synth line going in the background but the way he will chop this these samples together with Godzilla he will chop together these Godzilla TV samples with more hip hop adjacent stuff in just a, a really cool way I don't know but I, I don't did you like this as much as I did oh, yeah, I guess? Yeah. no I'm, I'm totally into it I like to me yeah. it's like it kind of like distills like we were saying a little bit of the sprawlingness of the Operation Doomsday kind of samples, but then you know it takes yeah. the samples down into like a more condensed. I mean that narrative. I think he was like, he's like, I haven't tested it yet, but it's pure. But I'm looking for trees, you know. So he's like talking. It's like yeah, making exactly. this narrative he's of like trying to buy watch. like. He's like, learn to produce music. Yeah. <laughs> That's like, <laughs> like it's like a little narrative about like trying to buy good weed, but like done in a <laughs> like in a weird kind of way. And then like the drums sample, just all the kind of like cuts and kicks and everything is like is really cool. Yeah, I, 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 it is, again, it's like, this album takes, like, pieces of what Operation Doomsday did and was just like, what if we, 
were more creative with all of the ways we presented it to you. In my mind, that's like kind of where I where it comes to me from. And I feel like the and the, the overarching I think theme of the is is weird that like and not to get more philosophical, but I, I did really enjoy thinking about like what's the difference between like a villain and a monster? Where yeah. Doomsday he talks a lot about his like arc to becoming this Doom character, and it's a lot about like a lot of the TV samples will talk about the burned face. And it does seem like he talks a lot about um not being attractive. Uh, he's self-conscious about the way he has very patchy facial hair and hair in general. And that's something that comes up a lot. Um, but where, where Doomsday is, is about like kind of becoming this villain, this hideous villain who has to hide his face. This is more just like King Ghidorah is this, you know, force of nature, this monster zero. And all these other people are talking about how to like, Container control or like yeah, the, there's a lot the of like control of on it. There's like multiple samples yeah. of like we control them by mind. Like we we have control over King Ghidra. Like there's all yeah. these, yeah, kind of like, which is like an interesting kind of thing of almost of like uh, I'm not sure where exactly to go with that. Like, but, but I, I definitely pick no, up with like what the, you're saying though. This this kind of like you know I I I am existing as this as this being as this King Ghidorah and all these like bureaucrats running around talking yes, about yeah. like how are we going to manage or control the thing I happen to be like it, it's still like rooted to you know being black in America but I actually think it, I thought this one was kind of an interesting way to to, to play with some of that um, yeah I, I totally agree so I, now I want to go to antimatter which has one of his most successful collaborators, uh, Mr. Fantastic, on it. And I am Mr. Fantastic. <laughs> Expeditiously, I'll be on my grizzly. Fans try to creep me, somehow always miss me. Mr. Fantastic, put the busy in the beat. Rock from the bottom straight to the tizzy. Who is he? He needs to get out more. Or either get out of here like some dang outlaw standing like lurch. No herb in the record been called before a random search for curbside checking it. It's on, nigga. On and cracking like diggum. Lips be smacking, running off at their mouth. Steady talking about us. On some shit they overheard, but enough is enough. Yeah, it's neither here nor there, black. Warfare in the air. Clack, 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 clack. What's that? You hearing things? Tat, 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 tat. Be wearing your thinking hat. No matter how hard they try, they can't stop us now. I really like his back and forth with Mr. Fantastic on this. I think the delivery of Mr. Fantastic, who, again, uh, it's not very clear who this rapper actually is. This is not a rapper with like a separate rap career where you can listen to him. He's someone who <laughs> appears on a couple MF Doom albums. Yeah, just uh, They sound so different and... He's kind of got this laid back, kind of like almost like sneering, so, drawly Southern delivery in a way I really enjoy. And uh, I think they play really well off of each other. They kind of do the like poorly sung hook on this, which is something MF Doom will do now and again, where he will sing the hook in a way that's clear that he's not really trying to sing it. Um Was this kind of back to boring production for you or um, was this something I, that worked it was for okay. you? I think like the back and forth of it kept me interested but i do like the production yeah. is definitely more minimalist then but like even then having it be made up of kind of like that little like the little kind of like and there's guitar a fun sample. little bass line there's a yeah. there's a fun little bass line going on like it. even the more minimal stuff to me like at least it's made from to at least to, to my ears more interesting samples than what was used in 
previous stuff. But um, it, it's not like it's not an all time high for me of this album as some of the other ones. But I did like the back and forth. Is um, is next levels the one that's basically doing the same thing as Tick Tick? Am I remembering uh, that right? I don't remember. Let's check. Okay, and on No Snakes Alive, I feel like they kind of do the speed up gimmick from TikTok, but in a way that I enjoyed a little more. So let's let's hear a little bit of No Snakes Alive. Stalking, heat sensing, can't have me jet jacks, Ricky Ticky Taffy, superhero hit zero to sixty, opposite color to the floor, and the lid, lyrics, track shit, swerving, left, right, making, head fakes, playing, high stakes, never takes, quick hit breaks, they fly past, hit wall parts, fly loose, kill a mongoose. Make niggas continue to practice the art of intimidation, sterile minds conceiving through a poor artificial insemination. The production on No Space so Live cool. is also really <laughs> stunning, where like, it starts on kind of a regular MF Doom f- flow, and then the production will get really overwhelming, and he goes faster and faster. So, like, I have no idea what he's saying. He's just kind of going, and then everything will drop out for him to deliver a couple bars. I thought this is like the better version of Tick Tick in a lot. Oh of no, ways. I, I totally agree. Like, I love how it's just oh. like, I mean, even when you're listening to it right then, and I've already heard it, it's just like it ramps in such an overwhelming way that it's just like so cool and rich yeah. and then it'll drop out and then it'll come back and like again it's that kind of like keeping you off your feet like the stumbling wooziness that i i really appreciate from from the best best parts of of both of these albums i think and, and it's what like it's what like a, a rap album themed about a natural disaster level monster should be like right like you're always <laughs> kind of stumbling and like never know what would happen next and just i want to note one more song before we go to the end which is i wonder which is um a really like sad, sincere song of like that we don't usually see from Doom. So let's hear a bit of that. Best friends locked up north, I won't rest till I let him live his dream through me. And I confess that even though both our hearts was dark, his was darker. Best believe when shit got sparked, he was the sparker. And when the block got hot, he was the fire starter. And if I had beef, my nigga Taja was a martyr. I wonder why certain people come in my life. I wonder why I get in so many fights. I wonder why sometimes things just don't go right. Why I gotta live this life? Hey, hey, I wonder why certain people come in my life. I wonder why I get in so many fights. I wonder why I gotta live this life. Yo, you were one of the most important people in my life They called you Dice, but I called you Cousin We was bugging, cause I figured that we both had something in common You love the chat, reggae music, and I love rhyming But still they ain't called you Dice for nothing I seen you shoot with the williest cats and leave them with nothing Yeah, this is a very, like, sad, pretty sure Doom is rapping about losing Subrock again Um, really kind of, like, overwrought, uh, string production Um, from the kind of, like, I know removed kind of drawly uh delivery i thought this was an interesting song um but overall man i was kind of i i I like this album a lot more than i was expecting to i not really um gotten into it before but uh this this is this is like a a strong eight from me yeah i agree i i feel like this um i'm if there's one Thing I'm, I mean, already, like, I really enjoyed Mr. Hood, and then this is, like, such a cool, you know, takeaway for me. So, like, I, I feel like this is, like, an 8, possibly a little above an 8 for me, like, somewhere in the 8 to 8.5 um, yeah. range of just, like, it is um, fucking awesome. <laughs> it's, like, I love all of, like, where where his head is with the samples and the chopped and screwed drum stuff and the changes in tempos and the flow feels, to me, like, it pushes things you know, more forward and it has 
yeah, I I I really um am I'm very into this uh album. It's just it's really like more competent and more yeah. <laughs> polished in every way in a way that uh in a way that like it's just good it's like like and like it's really funny to compare the wikipedia pages of doomsday and take me to your leader where like doomsday has the kind of classic status both for like being a big uh underground out like independent album and being an album that like launched MF Doom's career and it has a full like background recording music yeah, release yeah. critical reception. It's got like the full album and then take me to your leader really just has like, it's basically a stub where it has like an intro and then reception and then the track listing and personnel, which is again, just the three different just names for MF Doom. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I don't, uh, if I don't know if like some, I don't know if we're layers where like whatever layer you need to get down to, to like be listening to MF doom. It's just some people who listen to MF doom just aren't connecting this album to his discography. Um, but I think this deserves to be remembered as one of his best albums. Cause I really, I really liked it. And I was, and I hadn't really given it the time before. Yeah. I mean, I haven't gone through, you know, in with a in depth on the rest of his stuff, but um, I, I'm really enjoying it. I, I think that this is like definitely a, a high point for me so far. Yeah. All right. Well, that is, uh, that is it for those two albums today. And next time we are going to continue on. We have a uh, we have another pseudonym, Victor <laughs> Vaughn, um, who will be releasing a vaudeville villain. I'm just checking the date on that real quick. So yeah, so we are going to have 2004's Vaudeville Villain, which is the third pseudonym, Victor Vaughn, which Victor Vaughn Doom is MF Doom pseudonym. Yep. And then we get the big one, the 10 out of 10, the absolute classic Mad Villainy. Um, Stacked episode. I, th I think we're going to have some fun talking about it. All right, Will, you guys in the for us on the way out? I do. I have a I have a bit of a of a goofy game for us to play. Um, oh, that that that's we never do that. I know. So we were talking last time about how much we loved uh, Zev Love X and the kind of um, uh, rap names of that time. So yep. I went searching and I found a, a, a list okay. of the most unusual rap names of all time. Uh, okay. You could call them bad. You could call them okay. memorable. You could call whatever. them interesting. Yeah. So I have, I have groups of these and each within each one of these groups Three of the rap names are real, have been used by real people, and uh, uh, okay, are available. Okay. And then one of them is just a made-up rap name generator name that I okay, I love it. Found. So you didn't come up with these; these are from a generator. These are from a generator. Um, well, I mean, I generated a lot, and then I picked the ones I thought were the funniest. <laughs> and then, okay. if you win, you get to choose between the two rap names that I generated using your name. And if I win, then I get to choose <laughs> the two rap names. So one of us will come away with a cool rap okay, name from this. Okay, with basically. a cool rap name. Okay, oh, awesome. Yes. I'm into this. Okay. I'm into this. Let's do this. Um, some of these you might know. Some of them I do not think you will, but I'm not quite sure. I'm sure right. I will know some of these. Yeah. It, some of it I feel like is, is very obscure, but some of it I think you, you – I mean, I don't know what your knowledge of. <laughs> well, it's like Kanye West. Kanye West. <laughs> 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 
Um, all right. J-Z. So, <laughs> this is the first chunk of four. And one of these is going to be okay. fake, and the other three are going to be real. Okay. A boogie with the hoodie. Okay. Honorable Ritz. Okay. Ski Mask the Slump God. Okay. And Boozy Badass with two Zs. I can go through them again if you need. No, no, no. I know two of them. Oh, oh, okay. Interesting. Way better than I know Slump God the Ski Mask. I might know I know I might know more rappers than you think I do. Uh, that's <laughs> that's very possible. Might be your undoing in this game. Um so you said I know, you think you know Ski Mask the Slump I God. I know Slump God the real. Ski Mask, and I know who was the first one you said? A boogie with the hoodie. I know a boogie with the hoodie. Okay, so um, it's down to honorable Ritz with a Z or a boozy badass with two Zs. I think I know a little boozy. I don't know, but I'm gonna go with maybe he is boozy badass. So I'm gonna go with honorable Ritz is Paul, made up. You are correct. Honorable Ritz yes. is the is the fake yes. rap, no, rap name. So all right, yes. so I have I have five um chunks. So if you get more, if you get okay, three perfect. or five, then you are the at least three or five. Okay, here. perfect. Okay, so you who have one point. Kendrick Lam- who is Kendrick Lamar? Who is Kendrick Lamar? When life gives you. <laughs> Lam- Wait, what's his name? Lamar. Lamar. Well, that gives you Lamar. Make Lamar. In it. <laughs> All right, that was bad. That was All right, here we go. <clears throat> this is the next round of four. Crumb snatcher with a K. Shorty shit stain. Okay. Methodical smirk. And the tea bag boys. Okay, Those I only know one of these for sure. Okay, I know so- Shorty said. I know Shorty Shitstain. Shorty Shitstain. That is a fucking crazy name. Okay. So Shorty Shitstain's off the table. We got Teabag Boys with a Z, Methodical Smirk, and Crumb Snatcher. I'm just going. Methodical Smirk sounds generated. So yeah, I'm going to go for Methodical, methodical smirk. smirk. Paul, you are correct. <laughs> Methodical smirk is the wrong. Apparently, the 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 name generated ones are just too easy. Uh, methodical smirk is the correct um, name. Generated. I just feel like the the name generated ones are just going to be like two words. That's that's what I'm going off of. Oh no, maybe I should have um, picked ones that were <laughs> that were different. Tea bag boys. Tea bag boys are real, and crumb snatcher also real. All right. Crumb Snatcher is crumb, Teabag Boys is very cool. <laughs> Teabag Boys is Why cool. do we never have like our Halo clan called the Teabag Boys? <laughs> well, now we will. All right. Here we go. Uh, round three. This is the list of four Deep Throat Thug, Bangham Smurf, Rap Master Bash, and Pudgy the Fat Bastard. Okay, well, there's no easy one here. Okay, go through them again. I, I'm, sure. I, the first one is... I, I, I'm not deep, sure of any of these. Deep Throat Thug. That has to be real. The that, second that, one is, no computer. No computer would come no computer up with that. Up with the second one is Bangham Smurf. The third one is Rap Master Bash. And the fourth one is Pudgy the Fat Bastard. It's between two and three for me. I'm going to go for number two. Which is Bangham Smurf? Bangham Smurf. Paul, Bangham Smurf is a real rapper. I'm sorry. The, the, fake, 
The fake one is Rap Master Bash. You should have stuck with your two. I was gonna. I was between those two. You should have stuck with your two. Uh, uh, oh, I thought that was three. Two. I thought that was Rap Master. Oh no, Bash, it's Rap Master. But it's Bash. Rap it's, Master it's, it's, Bash. Oh, I, 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 the way I said it was wrong. That's the problem. You're you're kerning your delivery. You, you sorry. Gave, yeah, I'm you, I'm, you, I'm hedging you so, hit it so, so I can me. defeat you, so I can get my cool rap. You name. hit it from me. All right. Uh, so that okay. oh, this is pretty good. You're two. You're two and one. Uh, that's not two bad. And one. All right. The next round. A to the D, the renegade Jew. Okay, that's one. Okay. That is exactly Bla- as corny as a Jewish rapper would be, so... <laughs> so, gotta be real. Blaze your dead homie. Botany boys. And Young J Heavy. Okay, one more time. Okay. It's getting harder. A to the D, the renegade Jew. Again, no, no computer, no, com- own, no computer, no computer would spit that out. <laughs> would spit that out. <laughs> Blaze your dead homie, Botany boys, and Young J heavy. Botany boys. Paul, I'm sorry, but Botany boys is real. Oh, no. See, Jay I just heavy. wanted to build some. I wanted to. You want to build some tension? I appreciate you throwing for content. I wanted to build some tension. It's two and two. It's two and All two. right, it's okay. two and two. This is the last set of, of, of rap names. All right. Your choices are Reef, The uh, Lost Cause. This is cause. for all the marbles. This, this is, is for, all, for the marbles. all the marbles. Reef, The Lost Cause, and Cause is spelled with a Z. Okay. Yak Balls. <laughs> <laughs> and Balls is spelled with a Z. What? Most get so I'm going to assume it's a Z unless you tell me otherwise. Okay. Honestly. Most get so JF dog. And Most Snow so JF the dog. product. Okay. I know Snow the product. Okay. So Snow the real. product, Reef the lost cause, Yak balls, and Most get so JF dog. I'm going to go with my, I'm going to go with my, with my, with my formula. I'm going to guess Yak balls is not. Is is made up? Oh, I'm sorry to say, but Yak Balls is real. <laughs> <laughs> Did a computer give you the Jewish rapper? No, it gave me most get so JF dog. <laughs> Paul, I'm sorry to say, but you will not be having a rap name today. Uh, but I can oh, tell no. you what mine will be. Well, we get to pick between okay, well, two of them. Okay. Well, what and I can tell you. Well, let me tell. Should I tell you what yours could have been? Yeah, give me get, show, show me the universe I could have lived in you, if I was You could have won. What... XLS Pauly, aka Cold Wrath, or Rich P Sharpie, aka Mighty. <laughs> those those were your two possible rap names. Rich P Rich P Sharpie, please. Rich P Sharpie's pretty good. Um, so mine is Silver Willie B, aka Deacon Graves, <laughs> or Fatty Why B Willie, Slacker Bing. <laughs> I think Fatty okay. B. Willie is pretty funny. <laughs> how do you how do you feel about Fatty B. Willie, aka Fatty B. Bing? Fatty B. Willie, aka Slacker Bling, is is it kind of encapsulates a lot of my life actually. So I kind of like Fatty B. Willie or Slacker Bling, um, and I, I like Rich P. Sharpie for you. I gotta say. Well, that was a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> it certainly was. That silly. was a good. Ad- that was a lot of fun. Um, oh, I forgot to say what was so cringy about Green Day. Oh yeah yeah. Um. So it is, um, listen, I support the Ukrainians in their defense of uh, them being <laughs> invaded by Russia. 
But to Where see Billy Joe Armstrong, over 50, jet black hair dye, who like, Green Day, I don't feel like a lot of people realize that Green Day were making music in the early 90s because their big like rise to prominence was being one of the first like really big anti-war music acts in, in American mainstream culture. And just for that reason, it was so weird for them to lead just a chant of Ukraine, Ukraine, <laughs> Ukraine at the beginning of their show. It was a weird thing. Um, so, yeah, a weird uh, pro Ukraine grandstanding at Shaky Knees was was just an odd, uh, an odd experience. It was not um, it was not remix Martin Luther King for George Floyd level, but it's still like me and my friend both looked at each other. We're like, this is hitting us weird. We don't we don't like this. Well, I have a response to your um, feelings about Billy Joe Armstrong's hair being dyed. Okay. All right. So this is a, from a Quora question. What hair products did you just Google this? Yes. What hair products does Billy Joe Armstrong use? (laughs) In an interview with CNN in 2002, Billy said that he uses his own cum as hair gel. His statement would then (laughs) further be supported by Franz Kafka, parentheses, the band's roadie, in their short Green Day documentary collaboration. Wait, wait, go back. The band Green Day has a roadie called Franz Kafka. Called Franz Kafka, Kafka. yes. In their short Green Day documentary collaboration with MTV in 2005, when Kafka showed a bottle of white gooey thing that looked similar to cum consistency, Kafka explained that the cum is not 100% came from Billy himself. It had been voluntarily milked from two or three other roadies before being mixed with a flower in order to keep the cum fresh. So how do you feel now about insulting this man? I don't... Fan. Literally, the, the, the detail I love about that is that Either there is an actual roadie called Franz Kafka, and that's just his name, or some MTV like PA asked a roadie what his name was. Is like, oh yeah, Franz Kafka. Fuck you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thank but you, listeners. Now, now you're what I call a bunch of cum hair, Joe. <laughs> a bunch Talk of cum hair. You later. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.